Welcome back to the Last Preppers Standing Podcast. Kicking off Season 3, Midterm Mania. It's in full effect right now. We obviously uh, thought we were going to see a red wave, and that did not occur. Uh, Some of the headlines we're seeing right now is uh, Blood Moon Bloodbath. Democrats steal midterms. Communism comes to America. Get crime, inflation, record high prices, war, open borders, and corruption win big. I don't know so much about the still midterms part. I don't. I don't think that's the right thing to get behind, even if it did happen. Even if it did happen, we know that the leadership is too weak to do anything about it. There was a lot of speculation about 2020 and all people did was campaign on that speculation and build their brand. They didn't actually solve any problems. They created documentaries and went ahead and tried to sell those documentaries and continue to build their brand. They didn't really do anything to stop it, to challenge it. It was just a talking point for them to continue to brand build with no real results. And that's so much of what politics is right now. It's just individuals building their brand, looking out for themselves, putting the people second, third, maybe fourth, fifth, like maybe second. I don't even know if putting the people second is is a real thing for any of these politicians. I think it's, you know, the people come in about fourth or fifth, you know, we got the corporations and the, the um, individual political agendas and the war machines and the pharmaceutical machines. And it's just the ideology above everything. It's, it's, we the people are definitely coming in fourth or fifth in what's going on right now and the political landscape. And, you know, the results, the results don't make sense. And we probably all know why, but it doesn't matter to, to, to complain about it or argue about it. You just have to take, take the results of face value and understand that dark times are ahead. The policies that will be implemented now that they have, given the illusion, or maybe they even really do have a consensus. Dark times are ahead. The the policies they will implement will lead to even darker times. So you need to self-rescue. You need to prepare accordingly. Um, One of the... One of the pundits that I like, and I'm sure you guys like him too, is uh, DC Drano. And he made a post earlier this morning. This is a Wednesday post-election, 9.15 Central Time when I'm recording this. So uh, a lot is subject to change by the time this podcast drops, and I may have to update some information. But he kind of put a caveat and a little timestamp onto his post that he made. And he said, you know, he thinks that Carrie and Abe pull through um, in... He hopes Blake and Mark do too. He thinks that the GOP GOP takes the House. It wasn't a wave, but the majority is a majority. So it wasn't a wave and a majority is a majority. I agree with that. I like that idea. But it's also kind of backpedaling on the hubris that everybody had about a red wave. So did that hubris of a red wave create low voter turnout? Or was what we think happened so incredibly massive as suppress the wave? I don't understand how the the things went the way they went. I, I like that headline that crime, inflation, record high gas prices, war, 
open borders and outright corruption wins big. I don't I have friends and, and followers and people that I talk to from left coast to right coast, from the northern part of the country to the south. It's it's I have friends, family, followers, and people who I talk to on a regular basis. And it the results we see don't really jive with what the vibe in the streets was. And that, that leads to a lot of, I think, confusion for people. I honestly, I know some people who just chose to sit out. I think the the race in Georgia, you look at that, I think a lot of people didn't want to vote for the right, didn't want to vote for the left. That race in Georgia, you see that independent, the person who uh, got all those independent votes, I forget his name right now at this time, but he, he those votes go either way, whether they go to the left or they go to the right, it's a landslide for that person. I know a lot of people who just chose not to vote. I myself was very much on the fence about voting. I just, I definitely did not want Beto, uh, AKA Francis O'Rourke. Luckily he's a three-time loser. Hopefully that's the last time we need to see him or we'll see him in, um, politics, but don't hold your breath. Biden lost a presidential run several times before he uh, ended up winning in the most historic vote ever with the most votes ever. So, um, yeah, you, you just never know nowadays. And you have to really just take it to the point where um, what are you going to do going forward? How do you want to readjust? Obviously, um, Florida was a big win for DeSantis. And I think he's going to start really taking over the party. And I'm vi- I've been very cautious of him. He went to these deep state schools. He's part of the, the military industrial complex. I don't trust him. You know, the, the proof is in the pudding. The pudding he's been making looks pretty good. But, you know, sometimes the, the pudding with the poison tastes great and you end up dying from it later. So I'm going to be very uh, wary of anyone who has so many establishment ties and who comes from such deep state roots. I'm just, I'm not completely, um, bought into it. The media is really, um, really pushing the fact that, you know, president, uh, Trump, ex-president Trump lost big and that he, he's kind of the biggest loser of the midterms. I don't think that's necessarily the case because a lot of the people he did endorse still did win. He's still having super big turnout at his rallies. So I think there's a lot of, uh, confusion, the continued confusion that's really been going on since 2016. And that's why I've been talking about mission 2024 since 2015. And I'm really going to be bearing down on that mission of 2024 season, season one. I dropped a podcast about what mission 2024 is. I'll go into it real briefly, but it's getting all your prepping stuff in order, all your prepping affairs in order by 2024, because it's going to be harder to do so. Now, if you had the exact same income you had in 2016 and you're, you're say you're on a fixed income or you just haven't got a raise or anything like that, All your housing costs, all your food costs, everything has gone way up. So for you, prepping is almost impossible to have any discretionary income to continue to prep and do it well is gone. It's over. If for some people you might not be there yet, but I believe for most people, your ability to get prepped and be prepared is going to be gone. It's going to be exponentially harder, maybe even impossible by 2024. Now, part of mission 2024 is working on your prepping basics. So that's really dependent upon income, right? The prepping gear, the prepping food, all that stuff. Your fitness, you can still do that for free. Your networking and your group building, that's very 
very much a free thing and skills. There's a lot of skills that you could, survival skills. There's a lot of survival skills and stuff that you could practice. So three of the four pillars for mission 2024, you could really still work on the, my four pillars of prepping that don't involve a lot of income, but getting ahead on your food, getting ahead on your water, are going to be very difficult things to do. What I'm going to be really focused on as this country kind of takes a weird turn, and we're definitely going to be looking at some hard times going forward. I talked about that in the last podcast, the final episode of season two, or the final two episodes of season two, talking about the Great Depression 2.0 and what we could do to get ready. But so much of that is going to be dependent upon having an income to prepare um, with the gear. So the big things I'm going to be focused on going forward leading into 20. 24 and obviously there might be some room for change but really season three we're going to be talking when we talk about prepping we're going to be talking about uh food and water prepping gear and um really solidifying your housing i think it's housing food and water and self-defense those are going to be the three areas of focus that we really want to hone in on you know yes a generator would be great in case the grid goes down but you if you need the generator to have a house so if you don't have a house or to keep your house going. So if you don't have your housing secure, the generator doesn't make much sense. So we got to kind of prioritize a little differently right now based on the things we're going to see. It's really going to be to me, housing, food and water, and then security and self-defense, especially as these times get a little crazier. We're seeing crime on the uptick. So we'll be getting more into like EDC, what you're going to carry, what you may want to do, depending on your state laws in terms of how you carry, when you carry, where you carry. I think it's all the time, but you may have to adjust accordingly based on where you live and what you're comfortable with and what your level of training is, what your skills sit at. But the political landscape is, is definitely still topsy-turvy and i'm not sure what it says um if it's you know in some of these areas that remain democrat or those areas that are going to be very comfortable and for um lockdowns and masking and all that stuff that we saw throughout 2020 are, are those states saying hey you know what our people like it they want it we'll do that again we'll keep that going if and when um, something comes back, even if they don't use it as the political football that they've been using it for, we know how they'll react now. That was one of the things that got unveiled to us over the course of, of the last few years is how this government will react in a crisis situation and not only how they will react, but how they will expect you to react, how they will force you to react, what they'll put on you. So your job might be in jeopardy. Your transportation might be in jeopardy. Your availability for food and supplies might be in jeopardy because of supply chain issues because they're restricting people's ability to um, go out. There's so much to think about and so much that we're going to get into in, in the season three. You guys wanted more politics, so I'm going to give that to you and we're going to talk about it. You also wanted more survival and prepping. Um, you wanted us to stay, wanted me to stay focused on that, so I will. And you guys also wanted to talk about lifestyle. And as you guys know, if you're following me on Last Prepper uh, Standing on Instagram, you know that I've been doing the 75 Hard Challenge. I'm on day 60 today, and I, it's been a, such a great challenge for me. Um, it's kept me in a good mental mind space throughout all this stuff that's going on. Plus, it forces me to continue my education. One of the best things I like about this is that it has you... Um, 
read a book and you got to read a minimum of 10 pages every day and it's a self-help book. And when we're dealing with all these crazy times, the political landscape, the inflation, all this stuff that we think about and deal with on preppers, it's good to think about some other things and be focused on a different type of journey, kind of divide your time out on some different missions and different focuses and learning about different things. One of the things I've been working with um, when I'm reading these books is how to improve my habits and how, um, how to read people better. I read people like a book is the current book I'm on right now. The previous one I just finished was atomic habits and combining these together by implementing better habits, learning some of these soft skills about, um, how to read people is going to benefit me as a prepper. The more tuned in I could be with my habits and uh, saying, hey, this is the mission. This is what I need to do to accomplish this mission is going to help me stock my food up properly, inventory it properly, um, distinguish what I need to be focused on, whether it's security, whether it's um, power, whatever it is in the prepper hierarchy. If I have my habits in order, I'm going to be able to manage my time better and then on top of that, these soft skills like learn how to read, learn how to read people like a book is teaching me a lot about um, tuning in to even more on people's body language, tone of voice, all that stuff, which is a great soft skill to have as crime as crime is on the rise, as the economy goes into the downturn. You're gonna have people trying to scam you more. You're gonna have people trying to take advantage of you for money. Maybe people are coming to you for help and need, and you're able to read their true intentions. And you get used to having to deal with these people. These are great soft skills as a prepper to have. So the 75 hard program is a great thing to do. And I believe that every prepper should at least try it because it's going to put you in a situation we're a little bit in survival mode. You're having a lot of tasks that you have to complete, a lot of a lot of physical demands on your body from doing the two workouts a day, and it'll really kind of test you as to what you could do as an individual. So Andy Frisilla, he put together a great plan. I share his podcast all the time. Uh, him and him and obviously uh, Alex are two of the big reasons why I even wanted to get in this realm and really get my message out there and try to talk to people about not only the prepping and the survival and the politics and all that. I just want to be another voice out there encouraging people that you could do it all. You could have a really regular lifestyle while you still have preparedness in the background and at the forefront of your mind. Um, You could be very engaged, really engaged in politics and still enjoy life. You could work on your fitness, your family goals. There's a lot that goes on on our individual level. And there's a lot of stuff that's outside of our control. We need to be aware of it, but we also need to remember that there's only so much that we can control. And then we need to prepare accordingly. You can't get caught up um, so much in the, the ins and outs of every little thing. You just sometimes have to accept them at face value, understand where you're at and just prepare just prepare from there based on how you see things going um one of the one of the funny things that i've been doing um lately is kind of really or it's not funny but one of the things i've been doing lately is just really making sure that i take in some mindless content to give myself a little bit of break and i mean it's a funny thing in a way because it's actually helped a lot to be able to just sit down tune stuff out find things that won't won't trigger the prepper in me. Give me a little bit of a, a break is, is something that I really encourage you guys to find the mental health and the mental, um, 
strength that you're going to need as we go into possibly a Great Depression 2.0. Bigger supply chain issues. More turmoil in this country is going to be needed. We're going to have to really work on our mental fortitude. So the big highlight for season three is that we're going to be talking more lifestyle. We're going to be talking more of politics. The survival, the prepping, none of that is going away. We're going to make sure that we still focus on that too. I'm going to definitely have more guests coming in as well. I got a couple lined up for you guys, some of the more popular guests. Uh, Vital Points 55 is very popular. Uh, I got a lot of people wanting him back. I need to set something up with him. I've been talking to Mother Prepper. I got some people you guys haven't even um probably had on the pot or I haven't even had on the podcast before a little bit smaller channels that I really want to give exposure to um the prepping syndicate on on YouTube or I'm sorry not on YouTube on um Instagram is where I'm highlighting other preppers. That's one thing I really want to focus on is I want to highlight other preppers work, build this community and build a good online community. And that's what the Oasis Network is all about too. The Oasis Network, you guys could go there. Um, you sign up. It's only seven bucks. It's, it's good for, um, it's good forever as long as uh, the Mighty Networks exist. That page will be up. There'll be content in there. We're growing that community. It's going to be a community for preppers. It's going to be a hub where everyone could go online, not have to worry about getting canceled, not have to worry about getting shadow banned, not have to worry about arguing with people over uh, stupid little stupid little differences in opinion because it's everybody is on the same page. They're there because they're preppers. They're there because they're awake and they want to dig into uh, more ways to be prepared and more ways to be in tune with what they're doing as preppers so as being preppers too if you guys are in the florida area it looks like you guys got another hurricane on your way it just as great as florida seems because the way it's going politically just with all the natural disasters constantly i don't know how anyone wants to do it i love my time in miami i love my my time um out there in Florida when we went on vacation, but it just seems so difficult and like such a, such a hassle to have to deal with that constant hurricanes every season. You have a hurricane season. That's unbelievable to me. But anyways, you guys, I want to just uh, hop on, get this season three kicked off. It's a little tough to do because I wanted to talk about the results of the election and they're still kind of up in the air, but Guys, we're going to talk lifestyle, we're going to talk prepping, we're going to talk politics. It's all going to be coming up on season three as we dig deeper into the world of prepping, the world of politics. Thank you for tuning in. See you next time.